Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Monday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm pretty good. Excellent. We've we had okay. we've had Isabel away for the past couple of days. She's in Florida and just sending us reports from Disney World. And the occasional picture, which yeah. we posted on our site of the Tron Light Cycle Run. Which is sort of fun and sort of depressing all at the same time. It is. <laughs> and tomorrow's a very big day for her. Yes. Because she's going to ride Rise of the Resistance, hopefully. Yep, hopefully, if she can, if she can figure out making it work. There, um, they've been letting people in earlier than the posted start times, but we're not sure how that affects buses because you know you go and ask anybody at the front desk, and oh Nobody well, the knows. park's opening at eight, so the buses run at seven. Well, yeah, but they've been letting people in at six, so just because the official opening time is eight. Right. Doesn't really mean that that's when it's going to open. And so how early do they run the buses? Do I like have to take an Uber there? Do I need a car if I want to get there? Or is being on site and having bus service enough? Typical Disney. No one knows. No, exactly. <laughs> Misinformation or no information all around. Right. Anyway. Um, let's see. Oh, there's a new color out. Um, it's joining... Well, I don't think they've invented new colors. They might have. Disney's pretty great like that. Okay. Well, they invented a new name for a color. They did. Um, and they've, they've got it all over the parks. It's called Bell of the Ball Bronze. And who is this inspired by? Uh, Belle. And she is from? Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Thank you. So this new color collection is now available at the Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Paris, Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, Shanghai Disney Resort, and online at shopdisney.com. They only, it seems like they're mostly, it's just on, it's printed on black, so it's like a bronze color, and looks like everything they have is pretty much uh, bronze printed on black, or like against Uh, black mouse ears. Except some of the guy's stuff is on gray. Like, Yeah. It's not, I don't, this doesn't seem like a hit to me. It doesn't seem like much of a unique color. It, it's kind of a brown, a shimmery brown. It's not cute. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Arendelle Aqua and uh, Rose, Gold. Rose Gold were definitely prettier. All right. Duly okay. noted. Um, the cast of Star Wars Rise of Skywalker was at Hollywood Studios in uh, California. Well, not, Yeah. Not in Hollywood Studios, in Disneyland, in California. The way you read that to me was all wrong. That's why I was so confused when we were going over these stories. Don't blame me. I'm blaming you. Go ahead. Why don't you tell people about it? Because clearly I have no idea what's going on. That's right. So a bunch of stars of Episode Nine were in California, uh, in the Los Angeles area, for interviews uh, and promotional work prior to the movie's release on December 20th. So they decided to uh, go to California to ride their version of Rise of the Resistance. Uh, so Disney's blog posted uh, a video of J.J. Abrams, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Aki, Carrie Russell, and Kelly Marie Tran uh, all riding uh, Rise of the Resistance in California. Needless to say, they were amazed by it, as uh, everyone who has ridden it has been, and uh, very exciting. To be clear, Rise of the Resistance is not yet open in Disneyland, though. Correct. Okay, so it's it just opens, odd that they went to go ride it at the park where it's not open, even though it is open somewhere else. That's what's confusing me. Just the middleman here, reporting okay. the news. Okay. It opens January 17th at Disneyland. Alrighty. But apparently it's much further along than than we thought it would be. Hmm. All right. Because they're letting people ride it. Speaking of Rise of the Resistance, because that is today's featured story, 
Um, Disney has limited guests to one boarding group per day, and I think that's a very good thing. That is excellent. Because I've seen stories of people going on, getting on a boarding group at 6 a.m., riding the ride at 10, and then getting off and getting a boarding group for later in the night. Right. So you show up at 4 a.m., you wait in you wait in line, you get in at 6, you get the boarding group, you're on that ride by 9 o'clock, off at 9.30, and all of the um, boarding groups are not full, so then you were able to go on and get another one. There's so many people who can't go on this, it just it seems greedy to take more than one. At the same time, if I was there, if it was allowed, I probably would have done the same thing. So not judging, but I think that it's good that um, Disney has put this uh, constraint on things, because that's definitely how it should be. Yes, and it's very nice the way they um, word it when you try to get another... Uh, boarding group loaded. It says, whoops, you may not be eligible for a boarding group. Either you or a member of your party have already been assigned a boarding group or are located outside of Disney's Hollywood Studios. As a reminder, guests are limited to one boarding group assignment per day and they must be inside the park to enroll. There's plenty to do around Disney's Hollywood Studios today, such as Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, Toy Story Land, and a number of other experiences that let you live your own adventure. Fun. Yes. And um, I, I think that's good. Yeah, no, they, it, I think it's great. Perfect. They finally, well, not finally, but it's it's something that I have no criticism of Disney for. They finally, after four days, have, <laughs> have done it. Well, I was going to say they finally did something right, but that's totally not what I mean to say. And, you know, it's it's something. I wouldn't mind them. You know, they're only doing the virtual queues while, uh, uh, while the desire is high for people to ride it. Yeah. I mean, I totally love the virtual queue. I, I would think much it's rather great. do that than a standby line. You know, I, yeah, I wish... I hope and wish they, they leave it for a very long time. I think it's better than um, even than fast passes mm-hmm. because it's so much more fair. You right. know, you get there early, you you get a spot. Like that's that's just how it is. It's essentially an electronic version of the old fast passes, right? Or an electronic version of standing in line. And that's, you know, that's definitely how it should be. I, I like it versus, you know, you do the newer fast passes, you know, so many days out right. and you're staying for a longer time. These people who have these 10 day trips have everything booked up so you can't even right. touch it. You know, uh, no, I really like this. This is so having I... the speediest member of your party running to the old fast pass <laughs> kiosk and running your tickets in there to get a time. Yeah, I think it's much more fair and uh, and I like it. Um, Rise of the Skywalker, the movie that is scheduled to come out when we got what another week or two? Uh, December twentieth. Okay. Um, there is some concern by Disney about um, seizures, so they're putting a warning there for people who may be um, subject to seizures that they may want to um, skip watching this. That's right, and they have suggested having a friend watch the movie first, bringing a friend with you when you go to see the film to alert you to which scenes contain flashing lights so you can block your eyes, or teach your friend to three simple steps of seizure first aid. Stay safe and side. I, I guess that means stay in place, keep them safe, and... Turn them on their side. Turn them on their side. All right. Um, what Cheryl did skip was uh, a story on Rise of the Resistance. Uh, and because of the popularity of the ride, Hollywood Studios is going to remain... Um, actually, they're going to open earlier from December 9th through January 4th. The park is going to open at 8 a.m. each day, except when magic, uh, extra magic hours are offered on Sundays. Okay. Yeah. And, and as we've said, like even though they're saying 8 o'clock... Um, so far, they've been opening quite a bit earlier than that. So we'll uh, see if that continues. 
Um, Disney Cruise Line. The terminal uh, there that they used, so Terminal 8, is supposed to close for a while in 2020. Uh, let's see. It's going to close for five months from June to October. And why, Tone? Well, they are going to be doing some modifications to the terminal. As we know, Disney's going to have some new ships coming in. They're going to be using uh, LNG, which is liquefied natural gas. So they've got to change the fueling, uh, you know, how the fuel is administered because it's not regular you know, conventional fuel that we're used to. So they've got to do that. But they are also going to be, uh, there are going to be terminal and berth improvements as well as a new passenger boarding bridge. There will be a new luggage screening building, renovation of the first and second floor, reconfiguration of the seating area and check-in counters, and site access and IT and electrical enhancements. There will also be structural and deck enhancements and mooring fixture enhancements. Um, so a lot of work going on there. Uh, it was already noted previously that Disney would also be utilizing Cruise Terminal 10, um, and that is where they will be uh, uh, using, they'll be using Terminal 10 while Terminal 8 is undergoing enhancements and possibly in the future, so. Cool. Yeah. Um, some more Disney Cruise Line news. Over at the new island, quote unquote, it's not really an island, um, Lighthouse Point, which is um, on Eleuthera, which is an island, but this is just a portion of it. Um, they've hired a bohemian company to do some geotechnical work and environmental planning. Impact assessment, environmental management plan. Um, so this company, um, Enco International, is going to begin environmental work. And, uh, you know, Disney is committed to bohemian participation in the project. And Disney wants to make sure that uh, they're going to be developing less than 20% of the property, employing sustainable building practices, uh, having an open trussel pier that uh, means they don't need to dredge a ship channel. They're going to establish environmental monitoring programs, donate more than 190 acres of privately owned land to the people of the Bahamas, and provide conservation education to the employees, guests, and vendors to Lighthouse Point so they know their role in protecting the site. Um, I am so looking forward to this being open. Yes. I love I love the Bahamas and I love what Disney does to their to their um, spaces. I'm I'm very interested to see how this comes into play with it being part of an actual island and not an island unto itself. Um, you know, things like Castaway Key are not used every day. Lighthouse Point will not be used every day. So will they allow locals to come in? Will they develop it? You know, will they uh, open it to visitors on days that ships are not in port. It will be very interesting to see, you know, when you go to Lighthouse Point, will you have the ability to take a vehicle to go on to Eleuthera? You I know? would think so. They'll probably have... Will there be um, excursions Right, they'll probably there. have excursions where you can go to other parts of Eleuthera, would be my thought. Um, but it, there's plenty of other cruise lines where their island is not actually an island. It's, you know, just a, a part of, um, I think some of them even do like Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, Haiti. Yeah, right. So th there's, um, it's this isn't new, you know. It's the first time Disney's doing it, but it's not new. So the way I think it's traditionally been done is it's just closed off. I don't think that it's used for anything with the other cruise lines. I don't believe it's used for anything else. So um, we'll see what Disney does with that. And then um, moving on. Uh, race medals for the Star Wars Rival Run series uh, have been released as to what those are going to look like. And the Rival Run series is taking place in April of 2020. Uh, so I, I guess they're they're nice looking. Um, 
you know, they're Star Wars themed. So as far as race medals go, I think they're nicer than most just because of the, uh, you know, the, the really good theming. Yeah, the uh, 5K has Ayala Sakura on the medal. Um, let's see. The 10K has a Stormtrooper and Princess Leia. The half marathon has Yoda. The Star Wars Rival Run and Kessel Run. Let's see. Uh, have a combined medal if you do both of those. And uh, let's see. The Kessel Run Challenge is a completion of the half marathon and the marathon. Oh, at home. So there is an at home component to this. You know how much I hate the at home component. You don't like the virtual? So stupid. Virtual marathons? No. It w- I wouldn't think it was dumb if you didn't have to pay for it, but really? and then And then there are little plastic uh, kids' medals. There is a one-mile kids' race and uh, kids' dashes, which have uh, Jawa and uh, R2-D2 on them, sponsored by Gogurt. <laughs> oh, no, Go-Go. Go-Go Squeeze. Go-Go Squeeze, which is Gogurt. Okay. Oh, no, it's not. Go-Go Squeeze is the applesauce. Gotcha. Okay. Um, we don't have children that eat go-go squeeze type stuff. Not anymore. anymore. So we don't know. Um, at the Carousel of Progress, there was a bit of an issue over the weekend. I'm not sure which day it was. It was Saturday. Uh, but a guest um, was rather disruptive, climbing up on stage, um, messing with uh, some of the props. He tried to churn John's butter. <laughs> we did watch it. I wouldn't, you know, it's not really funny. It's surprising um, the guy seemed like he was either drunk or on something. Well, there's also some concern that maybe it was a special needs. He didn't know, seem like needs. it. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. It could have. I mean, when I heard about it, that was my initial thought was that maybe it was someone who was special needs. Um, but then when I watched it, that didn't so much seem like maybe it was the case. But, it, you know, it's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that's a little concerning if you watch it is, like, there's no cast member that comes out. No. There's, like, a friend or a family member that goes up on stage and tries to get the guy down. But, um, you know, you'd think things would sort of stop and then the cast member would, like, pop out. And, I mean, you've got... you can. You can hear sort of the talking of whoever's filming it or the people around it. And they're kind of concerned for their children or, like, concerned for their children to be seeing it. It's it's very, like, kind of uncomfortable to watch. Um, and the whole time I'm thinking, like, when when does when does a cast member show up? Right. Like, when, did, when does someone – how do you notify somebody in there? There's no cast member just hanging out in oh, that theater with but you. But they're watching because that one time I took out my BlackBerry or my cell phone by accident uh, and, and I was asked to put it away. Right. So they I, managed I mean, they're watching. To, they managed to get that. But this guy is on the stage for, I mean, the part that we watched is it's a good, at least a minute. It's, you know, the filming, it wasn't very long. It was like maybe a minute's clip. But um, still, a minute's a long time. Right. And there's no announcement. Nothing gets shut down. No cast member comes marching out. Nothing. Nope. Uh, anyway, it's interesting to watch. So, um, I don't know. Look for that. Um, the Candlelight Processional has had a couple of narrator changes. Um, who do we have? We had a... Who, who do we switch out? Um, so, Alton Fitzgerald White is replacing Cheetah Rivera on December 11th and 12th. And on December 19th through the 21st... Gina Davis will be replacing Warwick Davis. They are not related. They are not related. And no. it's sort of funny, though, that one Davis is replacing another Davis. I love Gina Davis. Do you? Yeah. I, her dates are... I don't think her dates are going to work out for me, though. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to figure out who uh, Alton Fitzgerald White is. I don't know. Oh, he's... Um, 
That makes sense. He's one of the Disney Broadway guys. It looks like maybe he was a genie. Um, but uh, he's probably in town for the Broadway Festival of the Arts. Well, that's after Oh, yeah, this. that's after. We're in the Christmas season now. Festival of the Arts doesn't start till after the Christmas oh, season. Oh, and he's known for playing Mufasa on Broadway. So. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure he has a great voice then. That's right. He's probably nice to listen to. Um, the NBA experience, which uh, has not been all that successful, um, now has uh, headbands to coordinate with it. Mm-hmm. Um, mini ear NBA headbands. Um, sounds dumb, and maybe it is, but they're really cute. They've got like the basketball texture on the orangey colored uh, ears. It's a blue headband, and then it has like a blue um, net. Type. Mesh. Yeah. Like like basketball jersey type bow. Right. Uh, made, made out of that bow um, with a little basketball in the center. So they are cute. I'm not really sure what who the market is for that. Like, I'm not sure who's going to wear those. Basketball fans? I guess. But, but they retail at $28. They're cute. I mean, they are cute. Um, but I wouldn't buy them because, like, you know, I don't know, basketball. But that's the old ear price. So they're selling these new ears at the old ear price because remember everything used to be twenty seven ninety nine and mm. then the price increase. Hmm. Um, now, as far as we're talking about entertainment, you say that NBA experience is not good entertainment. What is good entertainment is Frozen Two, which once again is atop the box office for a third week in a row. Um, the movie has now made nine hundred and twenty million dollars. Um, analysts expect it to break a billion dollars. And all told, uh, this will be, I believe, the eighth Disney film to break a billion dollars this year. And it will be, uh, it will put, today put Disney over the $10 billion mark as far as studio films go. And that does not include the Fox films. So uh, Disney has broken their own record, which they set back in 2016 for total box office. And the year's still not even done. Making money hand over fist. Yes, they are. Would you like to know what the top Disney films are? Not really. How about for this year? Sure. Uh, Avengers Endgame with $2.7 billion. Lion King with $1.6 billion. Uh, Captain Marvel is the fourth biggest movie this year at $1.1 billion. Toy Story at $1.07 uh, And Aladdin is number seven at $1.05 with Frozen 2 coming in at $9.2 billion, uh, $9.2 million. So I'm sorry, far. $919 uh, million which is $0.9 billion. So far. Yeah, so far. It'll okay. come more. And then Star Wars should blow them all away, except probably Endgame. I don't think it'll do Endgame numbers. I don't know. Well, that's, uh, we'll see. Yes, we will. Um, Art Smith's Homecoming has uh, enclosed a little bit of... They had an outdoor porch area that they've enclosed. It's getting a little chillier in Orlando. Not as chilly as it is in Connecticut, but, you know, chilly for those babies down there who think that... 50 degrees is cold. Um, Yes, I sent Isabel uh, a picture first thing this morning of our thermometer in the car at 21 degrees, and she sent it back, uh, you know, 10 seconds later with a 71 degree uh, temperature. Yeah, she got Orlando. She's only there for four days, and she got a really nice four days for weather, so uh, good for her. Um, So, anyway, so that is enclosed now. um, And, you know, when I first heard that, I was like, you know, they do those around here anyway, they do these sort of like in New York City and stuff, they do this, like, plasticky, like, almost tent-type mm-hmm. things. That's not what this is at all. It, it's nice. They're, like, actual real windows. Glass panels. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell, really, that it's temporary. So, uh, nice job on that. Monorail Black has been updated. Um, they have new interiors. New interiors, new cushy seats. Uh, apparently, the seats are even cushier 
Uh, then the other two monorails, which were just done, which I believe were monorails uh, silver and teal. Do you remember which ones I mean, they were? Does it really matter? Like, I'm silver not gonna, and silver and green. I'm not going to pass up a monorail that's coming along because I'll be like, no, that one wasn't. Really, no, really but the, the signage is nice. The insides are nice. The uh, old teal carpets and uh, uh, you know seats are gone. Um, they're kind of updated, but it's funny that they're investing money on redoing the interiors when this rumor of new monorail cars is. Uh, well, I mean, you know, even abundant. if they were to do the new monorail cars, I think that would be. It's a while before they'd be able to really roll them out. So, right. you know, you'd still, I don't think these interiors were able to wait another, you know, four or five years. So, right. Um, either way, those are done. And then lastly, um, some tables have been installed at the security checkpoint area at the TTC. Um, and then there's some other stuff going on at the TTC as far as their gift, um, their gift shop there. That's right. Mickey's Gift Station at the Ticket and Transportation Center um, has had all of their doors and windows covered in black plastic. So no one knows if the store is closed, being refurbished. Well, I mean, it's closed. The, it's closed right now, but well, we don't know if it's permanently good, closed. Or if it's going to become part of the new security station. Who who knows? Right. Something's time, going on time there. Time will tell. So it's something to watch. Good. Yes. So tomorrow, uh, we'll let you know how things went for Isabel. We'll let, we'll let you know if she got to see Rise of the Resistance or not and what she thought. Um, but, it, you know, that's good, too. If you if anybody's planning on going within the next uh, week or two, you'll have a better idea of um, openings and stuff based on her experiences. So we will let you know. Good. All right. So as usual, follow us on Facebook under the Disney Drive Time Podcast. And until tomorrow, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.